This week on the BAMFCAST, you'll have to excuse my voice. I've been screaming at assholes all morning. One star, we're twins. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey! Hey, hey BAMFCAST. BAMFCAST. Episode 578. Woo! Woo. Woo. Numbers indeed. Mm-hmm. What? No one said numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. Uh, I'm DJ. And what we do each and every episode of this here podcast is we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Then we come here and talk about it. Then they get ratings. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Robot jocks. Robot jocks. Yes. It's the good. pinnacle. However, there are bad bad movies. So stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One of my bags and giant bags of trash. Boo. Yuck. Yes. Thank forbidden so. Or think, not don't thank it. Just think it. Right. I thank it. Yes. Yeah. Thank it for giving exactly. it the bottom ratings. Yep. I have a quick anecdote. Oh. A friend of mine texted me out of the blue the other day, and it just said, fucking robot jocks, exclamation point. And that was it. And I was like, I replied with fucking robot jocks. Mm-hmm. That was the end of the conversation. I didn't even have to ask. It's a good conversation, though. It's a good conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my friend Penn, if you're listening. And if that's why you're listening, good, or good why job, you sent Penn. me that, then... Hell yeah. You can text. You can both text. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, um, we didn't watch that this week. We did not watch Robot Jocks. We've seen that. That that already formed a system of ratings that uh, aforementioned. However, we are just working through the stack of random crap that we've had on the backlog. Uh, and that brings us to 1992's uh, Double Trouble, starring the <laughs> <laughs> Barbarian Brothers. Uh, they do not... Make that noise they in, do this not. Movie. No. in this movie. Um, they make a bunch of other dumb noises. What was that? Was that the trucking movie where they did it all the time? Or was that the actual barbarian one? Think big. Yeah, no think doubt big. about yeah, it. That's the, that's no the doubt about it. Yeah. yeah, we've seen them in several movies? more movies than we probably should have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, DC, not, was it DC Cab the first one? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. And then they were, was it the new barbarians? Is that what it's called? Uh, the one? DC Cab, the barbarians. The barbarian. okay. Think big. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And apparently they were in Natural Born Killers, but their scenes were deleted. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, we've kind of hit most of their filmography at this point. Well, that's a real shame. Yeah. But yeah, here we are with there's one. There's really there's one more that features them. Yeah. Is Twin a, Sitters. Oh, I was going to say, oh. it felt like it might be a Western. I was going to ask if it was a Western. It just felt like the missing piece of their <sighs> action, uh, silly action. Yeah. I Kid would, comedy, though. Yeah. yeah. I would watch them as Western cowboys or yeah, sheriffs just as like I mean, I, you know, just think of the fun. Like, give them, like, slightly too small horses and, mm-hmm. you know, like, just... Yeah. Anyway. But, uh, yes, but this one, 1992's Double Trouble. Um, the, the Barbarian Brothers. Uh, David and Peter? Yes. Paul and Mary? Uh, their last name is Paul. So Peter Paul and David Paul. Correct. No the characters they are Maybe playing they are... sister named Mary. They're... The characters they're playing are Peter Jade and David Jade. Okay. So they're pulling a Tony Danza. Oh, yeah. Hey. I think it would be more Angela. interesting if David Paul was playing Peter Jade and Peter Paul was playing David Jade. Oh, that's like so trippy, man. Can't do that. <laughs> but no. Alas, they are playing Peter and David. Yeah. One One's a cop, a detective, mm-hmm. uh, and the other is a, a thief. I mean, at this, point, at this point, a cat burglar. He was just, he went to, basically went to prison and did what a lot of people think prison does and made him better at crime because he was just a low rent, you know, jacking cars and stereos Mm -hmm. and stuff. And, uh, 
went to prison. We find this out later in the movie, but, but uh, just to get a cameo, basically, uh, Mr. C, played by David Carradine, uh, was apparently his mentor. There's just a scene where he goes to visit him in prison, and that's literally the only reason David Carradine's there. He's He's got to eat. And you know what, he man? Needs, he needs some kung food. I always feel bad because like David Carradine keeps showing up in these shit movies like mm-hmm. uh, like Karate Cop and all these other things for like one scene, and he fucking destroys it for like one <laughs> like he always shows up for like two minutes in these direct to video bullshit things mm-hmm. and just fucking kills. Oh sure, yeah, he's he's just he's so good. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like yeah, and it's like why did it take to get till he got back and kill Bill for anybody to be like you know David Carradine's actually pretty good. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, but apparently he was the, his mentor and taught him yeah. how to do proper cat burglary because he stepped up and became a big shot after you know after getting out of jail. But yep. I'm skipping ahead. Yes. Um, he uh, well, we see. I think we see the cop brother first. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. No, actually, we start with uh, Roddy Pi- uh, Roddy Piper. <laughs> you got me doing it now. Rowdy Roddy McDowell. <laughs> you Rowdy Roddy me, McDowell. You kept saying Rowdy Roddy McDowell, and you got me saying Rowdy, <laughs> P- Roddy Piper. Um. Roddy, Roddy, McDowell, <laughs> Roddy McDowell, who I know who he is. I know he's not the mm-hmm. other guy. Uh, he's the one from Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is the bad guy in this? I believe we see them uh, break in and do their whole like. Uh, well, catch catch the guy at the airport. The thing movie, first. yeah, the movie starts out with a guy getting picked up uh, from the airport by Bill Mummy. Mm-hmm. Yes, who you said looks like in the very beginning looks like a. Young, thin Paul Giamatti. Yeah, I, it's like funny. Like his face like, is I, very like Giamatti-esque. I, I at forgot this point. Bill Mummy was in this. Yep. Like I forgot that from looking at the cast, and mm-hmm. then I just couldn't put it back together. Despite now, like seeing that, I'm like, oh yeah, clearly that's that's Bill Mummy. I, yeah. I know what he looks like, but somehow in this with this like ratty kind of mm-hmm. uh, red haired like slick back ponytail mm-hmm. thing, balding slick back ponytail. Yep. You know, it just, like I said, he, he just strikes me as like, I could not get the Giamatti out of my five yep. out of my head. Yep. But he is the uh, driver and he takes this guy who's got the ye old briefcase handcuffed to the wrist mm-hmm. thing. And he's, he's transporting something and apparently going to Johannesburg, South Africa. Well, yeah, that's where you get the blood diamonds. Yes. Where you have diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes bad for that guy because it doesn't go as bad as you think. I mean, Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper, Roddy, <laughs> Roddy McDowell shows up. God damn. I'm going to do this entire episode. What's his fucking name in the I movie? Have, I've inceptioned you. Yes, into you this. have. What's his name uh, in the movie? Cause Philip Chamberlain. Chamberlain. All right. Chamberlain. That's what he's going to be. Chamberlain, Chamberlain yeah. now until it becomes Richard Chamberlain in my head. Yep. But yeah. Um, but yes, he uh, they do a fake out because he's got it's not the jaws of life, but it's like a you know it's a metal saw basically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, an angle grinder. Yeah, angle grinder and, and big uh, ass angle grinder. And he's it looks like he they show you a shot of the guy's wrist that he's you know because I jokingly said like yeah. you you were saying has anyone ever done this or seen this? And I was like I've actually seen somebody yeah with in something, real life. Yeah, I've seen somebody with a briefcase t- you know, handcuffed to their wrist, but. I said it's also a real good way to get your hand cut off because it's mm-hmm. a lot easier than cutting through chain. Yep. Um, but they they give you a fake out, but he ends up just knifing through the briefcase and getting well, he through. actually gets the very well, not the very easy way out, but the most easy way out that you that you could usually get in this situation is they just shoot him in the chest yeah. and he's dead, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to endure mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, but they saw the top of the briefcase off, yeah. and all they really want is a little. Yeah, there's some diamonds and like some bearer bonds. It looks like there's something yeah. in a a funky hotel key. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually really like this prop, this key prop. Mm-hmm. It is extremely highly polished 
uh, either oh, yeah. aluminum or steel. And it's just got like a, it looks like what it is, like a super important sort of key. And yeah. like we joked that it's a hotel key. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks also like a metal punch card sort of. For right. Like an old yeah. Computer. It's like yeah. got cutouts on the side. It's just it's sorry, a, and a it's punch also card is a way. It's also making old man references. A 1992 movie, yeah. So it's not like this is you know you're used to people slapping a card on a reader, right? And having it. This is let like you can in. you can tell like this thing goes chunk into a door, yeah, right? Exactly. They also do a really good job of using the key to reflect light from somewhere into the camera and making mm-hmm. just this nice little flash here and there. Yeah. I don't that's the only good thing about the camera work in this movie is catching the light from that key. Yeah. I, it's I, very good. I, I, I actually think this is like a well-lit, well-shot movie for the most part. It, it is actually. Like yes. in a weird way, like in a way that this doesn't deserve. It's I I would give to you that it's well-lit. My biggest problem I was going to save this to the end for, you know, for the uh for the ratings mm-hmm. portion, but since you brought it up. Yeah. Uh since I brought it up actually. There are so many super tight shots yes. that I hate <laughs> because we are so fucking close to people. And in several scenes, people are uncomfortably close to each other because the camera shot is so tight. And I, I, I it just gave me a feeling of unease in some ways. I was like, mm-hmm. fucking relax. Pull the camera back. Let the scene breathe a little bit. And that's the most film nerdy I've probably been all year. But. Yeah. No, but I understand what you're saying. But you're right. It is a it is a nice, evenly lit movie. Unlike a lot of things like this, and, right. so, you I want you to know. You can somebody see somebody it. clearly went. Let's uh, make the lighting high and let's make the lighting low and let's make it good. Sorry, that was a John B. joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, because <laughs> make, the making the lighting John high, B. making the lighting yeah. low. Yeah. Uh, I also want you to know that uh, this director of photography, or well, in here he's credited as cinematographer. He's the director of photography for Three Ninjas. Oh. Same year. Hell of a year. Wow. For John Milichak. First double Richard trouble, Richard Milichak. Then three ninjas. Is it Red, Richard Michalak? Is it Michalak? Michalak? Michalak and Mahai Michalak? Yeah. yeah. Give a dog a bone. Yeah. <laughs> We're not doing a, 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 another stealth uh, theme month or theme no, year. No, we, we okay. are not. Yeah, this is our no. secret Pee Wee's Playhouse no, theme but, year. But right. th- this guy shot both Think Big and Three Ninjas. Or not Think Big. Damn. Double Trouble. <laughs> And okay. three ninjas in the same year. And JFK. And he shot JFK. <laughs> the movie JFK. No, no, the band. <laughs> yeah. In the Breaking same news. Years. Yeah. Breaking Turns news. out it was not 1963. <laughs> it was 1992. Yeah. But but anyway, but I like it's it's just weird how well lit so much of this is early on. But yes, there there is a claustrophobic sense too. I think it doesn't help that these guys have heads. That are just like so steroid injected that they're like three times larger. They're huge. Yeah. But- well, that as I said in the beginning of the movie, there is a shot when they first beat up that does not look like they are on the same stage. It looks like mm-hmm. one of those split frame things where you double a single actor. Yeah. Um, because they're just they, they there's like a perfect line in the scene between them that yeah. would fake hide that that split, and they're just. They're just far enough. They never interact. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're like, they're what, like two and a half feet away and they stay two and a half feet away in the entire scene. That, and they, they never really, they never touch. And like, I I hate to say it. Like I, I started having like weird Paul McCartney theories on this movie because (laughs) uh, like one of the brothers really, really looks like he's wearing a wig and the other one looks like it's, it's natural hair. Mm -hmm. Now that could have just been like, 
one of them is like, hey, check out this new haircut. And they're like, dick, we got to make a movie. Yeah. Like, we're supposed also, to be twins. Also, our entire shtick is yeah. that we're twins. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, so they might have slapped a wig on him. Who knows the backstory there? But like I said, when this movie started, I was like, oh, my God, there there was only one barbarian brother, and mm-hmm. uh, he was carrying the other one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, one, one does have, like, a more mutated head than yeah. the other one. The one, know. the one that's the criminal, uh, generally is almost always dressed in a suit. He doesn't start that way, but he he has to at one point go back to his apartment and get his proper clothes when he gets mm-hmm. broken. We're skipping all over the plot, but he gets, yeah, he gets caught by his brother cat burgling. Um, a, I'm skipping ahead, but like Roddy Roddy McDowell, I said it right this time. Uh, Chamberlain steals this key thing, takes it back, and hides it in his uh diamond business that's in mm-hmm. this like super high security building. This cat burglar brother guy breaks in, steals it, doesn't know what he's stolen, ways of the camera and all this, so they know who he is, and then gets caught by oh. his brother trying to... Because he calls the cops every yeah, time on his way he's out. Like a, he's like the wet bandits. Yeah. He has to leave a calling card. Right. So he's he's spray-painted a cat on the wall. and He doesn't even leave a calling card. He just straight-up calls the cops. And yeah. then, yeah, and then spray-paints like in Maybe the stairwell to the roof. To call- <laughs> yeah. But he, he spray-paints in the stairwell to the roof with the arrow... So when the brother shows up and mm-hmm. is able with his partner, who yeah. is, I guess they just like left a uh, like a prostitution sting or something because Must the way have. she's dressed is just like, yeah, y- you have to be a prostitute. She's got platform but, shoes on, and she clearly doesn't have a walking platform shoes, and she's wearing streetwalker clothes. I mean, yeah, yeah, but it's also like so you just call everybody off, like whoever's the closest has to go. It, it's very strange. Yeah. But, but either he, way, he didn't know it was his brother coming. He's just done yeah. all this to fuck with whatever cop has decided to show up. It just happens mm-hmm. to be his twin brother. They find out it's the how did you get out of jail? Oh, good behavior. And then he's like, I'm going to take you back in and start shooting at him comically because it's <laughs> that kind of movie. Um, wings him in the shoulder and then eventually he just plans a jump off the side of the building and, and yeah. gets away but doesn't really get away because he gets caught and taken taken to jail but and eventually it's like this is your new meet your new partner you know kind of situation mm-hmm. for whatever dumb reason he says he has information on this ring that might help whatever case he's being put on it's it's mm-hmm. one of those trite yeah the, just... the thing is he does not realize what he's stolen right but the they're trying to track it down somehow and they think that he has information about it. So he's like, yeah, I do, of course. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah, and sets the two of them up as being partners, along with a guy named Whitney from the FBI. Right. And I don't know, like, they seem to have a different cop because this, this this police station is full of that guys. Like, the son of the beach is there and yeah. like a bunch of other people are that are like, oh, my God, it's uh, it's an Arquette. And, like, other people are here, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not one of the Arquettes you'd know quickly by name, but. The, the, Lewis the, the father <laughs> yeah uh, yeah um but uh yeah and uh like there seems to be another like there is a black chief or something that i thought was going to be the angry captain guy but then then scotty uh, james duhan is actually the captain and he's a little more mellow he gets the he gets introduced with the line that bj used for the opening mm-hmm. line pretty much yeah. he's like you know kind of i think maybe i think maybe that was supposed to be an end joke of like for people that are like, why doesn't Scotty sound like Scotty? Absolutely. Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. It's, it had to be. Because this is his first movie since like 1971 that wasn't a Star Trek movie. Okay. All right. So, so clearly he was just like, I'm not doing the fake Scotty voice. Right. So take that out as mm-hmm. you will. So they put a joke in yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway. But yes, you're, he's your partner now. And also take Whitney here from the FBI. He's going to shout at you. 
this is where we get the I need my clothes. And what I was getting to is he goes back to their the, his apartment. There's a guy waiting for them. But as soon as he puts on his suit, the whole time with this possibly wig that this guy's wearing, or at least just incredibly badly seated haircut. I mean, if it really is his own hair, it just it looks like it's sitting up on top of his head. He looks like unfrozen caveman lawyer the whole movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, Look, I like it. I'm just a jewel thief. I don't understand <laughs> anything about hotel room keys. And, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So. But uh, while after he's got his clothes on, they send Whitney to go get shoes because the whole time the uh, policeman brother does not trust him at all because right. he knows that he's going to try and escape, which yeah. he's already tried to do when they went in the bathroom. Yeah. Also, his uh, his house has been ransacked. Not that it really matters, but the clearly whatever he's taken, the people want it because... Yeah, because he pointed at the camera and waved. Yeah, and did, so they and did the uh, Star-Lord, like, you know, like, ramp up your yeah, middle crank, finger. Crank out yeah. the middle finger. Yeah. 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 So they know who he is. They know, they know what he looks like. At least. And I guess they know where he lives because they ransacked his house. But turns out he had the key in his suit jacket pocket, I guess. Or, no, I think at this point he put it in a safety deposit box. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they show him go back yes, to the that, you're right. bank or whatever. But yes, random guy pops out. They they end up sticking these like one of those uh, muscle spasm creating electrode mm-hmm. things. You know, either chiropractors or, or muscle therapists use them, yeah. and or you can you used people used to think you could use them to build muscles without actually doing <laughs> uh, workouts. Just because I mean, maybe it works. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't think it does. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he's got one of these because suppo- you know he's supposedly the one of the two that takes the easy way out, mm-hmm. and they strap to this guy to get information and crank it up, and he gives them a name. And now they know where to go. And the name they give him is I. It's it's weird because I am ninety nine percent sure everyone in this movie calls this guy Tito. In the credits, he's listed as Reg. Tito is the actual guy's name. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if like but it definitely was, says Tito. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I in the movie it does. Like, I mean, I know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah they called yeah, him yeah, Tito I, in the yes. movie. Okay, in, in the movie he's listed or in the credits he's listed as Reg. They do not call him that. I'm pretty sure because he's also a guy that shows up in a lot of uh, Robert Rodriguez movies. Yeah. So. They do not call him Reg at all. Um, It's one of those like, hey, it's that guy from like Desperado and stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway, like he he is like the head of security because the last guy failed. And it's one of those like, oh, you failed me. Blam. Next. (laughs) You know, like why anyone would ever want to move ahead. And yeah, we we talked about like like, in the the Empire, like you never want to get promoted in the Empire. Right. Yeah. Like who wants to be an admiral in the fucking Empire and work near Vader? Absolutely fucking nobody. Nobody. You're going to get force choked. And similar to like last, I think it was last week's movie where we were talking about how excellence is generally not rewarded. Like in this case, right. you in this empire or this organization, you do not want to get promoted at least to head of security mm-hmm. because anything goes wrong and you're going to be executed and, and next. And yep. this is this guy is the next guy, and uh, they just kind of bust into his place with the information, um, fuck some shit up. <laughs> um, I don't even remember like what they're like. They follow some people. Like they, they, there's a whole bunch of like they follow and tail somebody here. Like they follow somebody to a spa. I don't remember where they. What get happens all this information. Is, is well, they they first, follow. I think they go to Tito's place first. I think. Yeah, they, they get that from the guy that they zapped. But yeah, they, and and that's when uh, they bust in and Tito decides to rappel down the side of the building to get right. away. Along with another guy who they try to keep pulling the rappelling cords up because they're bodybuilders, so they're right. So they're, they're doing strong. the tug of war, basically yeah. trying to pull him back up until Tito just shoots the guy. But the way that they stop Tito from getting away is one of them rips the satellite dish off of the roof 
and chucks it down at the car. Yeah, and we're not it's talking Dish Network, DirecTV is an old, no, like, the F- old school. F-band, like, you know, big yeah. satellite. This isn't the giant one in your yard, but this is Pretty like... Pretty close, yeah. Still like five times the size of one of those DirecTV dishes. Yeah, like, right. big enough to destroy a windshield, which is what it does. Right. But then that guy just like pushes it out of the windshield and drives off anyway. Yeah, with no windshield. Right. Yeah, and they're going to try and catch him. But because uh, the cop brother had handcuffed the other brother to the steering wheel, he took the steering wheel with him, and then they forgot it upstairs, and so they could not chase him because the car right. had no steering wheel. Yep. Ensue comic music, uh, yep. which is as good a time as any to talk about the soundtrack and kind of sound effects you get throughout this. Because while this is a rated R movie, I believe, because multiple people are like, I'm sick of this fucking shit and things yes. like that. I mean, it's not ever really violent or there's no, no there's no or, bloody people getting shot. Yeah, I mean, there's some skimpy lady, skimpily clad ladies and stuff like that, but there's no nudity or sex or anything like that. Yeah. The closest there is to sex is like the, uh, the cop brother. Oh God, we forgot to yeah. talk about that scene. Um, Cause clearly his partner just is like, well, you know, like, I'm going to go meet this old, you know, heroin addict who's got some information by myself in a train yard. Uh, I'm one week from retirement, and my my baby's on the way, and then we're getting <laughs> married, and I just bought a boat. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, All the above. Yeah, uh, but yeah, she goes and gets killed, and then when he, you know, to blow off steam, he goes home and works out. Uh, he, you know, sees his attractive neighbor from next door and, you know, makes eye contact weirdly, but then goes in and, like, cranks out the most aggressive, like, he's, he basically has a sex scene with his weight bench. I mean, because, like, yeah, I mean, he's just like, Hurr! like, I mean, you know, take every Gold's Gym thing you've ever, and then just put it in, like, right. a, a six Multiply by... Multiply it by ten. Yeah, and then, like, put it in a six by four apartment, and then, like, you know, this <laughs> this lady next door is just like, whoa, he is, he's not just cranking one out, like, he's got a factory going on over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, the lunk alarm in the next town over yeah. would have been going off. Yeah. So that's the closest we get to a sex scene is him and yeah. his weight bench. Um, you also say fuck a couple times so yeah. that, you know. But anyway. They, I mean, at some point, like, they go and see, they see Roddy McDowell pretty early on. Like, they see him meeting with this construction dude, right? And then they're like, well, let's follow the construction guy because I don't really know what his deal is or something. But this yeah. guy's supposed to be legitimate or something. So they follow the construction well, guy. Well, what happens is they, yeah, they have a name. And so... The uh, the cat burglar brother knows that this guy is always eating lunch at this place. Right. And so that's where they follow him. And that's when they see Roddy McDowell with him. And they go, oh, well, we need to follow this. How, where they get the tie from that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They follow, I know, yeah. I know how they find it. Yeah, yeah. They follow a construction guy, which then they, they follow him and see him meeting with like a city council person. And, right. He's They're like, in the gym. gym yeah, in the he, sauna. Yeah. He's like, I, I know him. I voted for him. Let's. Let's go, like, I guess they're just like, let's pick off the easiest target because they're like, we can intimidate the city council person easiest out of these people. Um, so they go and, like, put on weird... It almost looks like they went and, like, got the um, the the Brute Squad robes or whatever the from, like, Princess Bride. I mean, it was just like... I, it's, it's like it's they've a, just got big, like, they've, they've got a bunch of sheets wrapped yeah, around them. Like, but, but they put on, like, then, the tanning booth goggles right. and stuff, mm-hmm. like, almost like, so they're, like, almost wearing like these monk cult outfits or whatever and yeah and just tie, to be intimidating and, and, and tie this guy into a, a tanning bed basically right yeah and uh hilariously he gets uh fucking roasted by the tanning bed so the for the next three minutes that we see him uh he is lobster red yeah and, and they've also gone into his locker and shredded his clothing and <laughs> right written right. like a hangman symbol with a thing that just mm-hmm. says you which i was like well that's very jack handy <laughs> right 
but in the meantime, somebody has called Tito and has been like, hey, Tito, uh, kill that councilman. Take care of him. And Bill Mooney shows up in a uh, classic 90s uh, Thunderbird. Oh, God. The one that everybody hates, but I, yeah. have, I have some love for it because of, you know, nostalgia for the 90s. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, and Bill Mummy runs over him like four times in that mm. thing. And well, he also pulls a Prometheus expired. and just tries to run straight away from the car instead of true. dashing into an alleyway or any of the open areas to his left or yeah. right. Yeah, he's in L.A. with like you know overly complicated, fancy entrances and stuff where there's yeah. all kinds of alcoves <laughs> for plants and shit. There's yeah. all kinds of ways he could have dove out of the mm. way. Yeah, but no, but he no. deserves. He gets run over. Yeah, his danger Will Robinson alarm yeah, didn't he, go off. Yeah, loud enough. he gets speed bumped. A couple times, yeah, and then they try to chase him, but immediately because because one of the brothers calls for an ambulance, the ambulance is able to get there fast enough to block them in, so they can't chase. It wasn't even. It's because his dumbass was like when they were trying to find his car, because along the way that they were fucking with this councilman. First, they did the uh, they locked him in the in the tanning bed, then they shredded his clothes in the note, and then they flipped his car. They flipped his BMW like directly over, and but they went to the attendant who they kept fucking with because like one of them walked in and like i'm a cop i'm going in and then the other one walked in is like did i just go in there and <laughs> and mm-hmm. the guy's just like yeah uh lets him in but they ask they're like we have a bomb scare can you tell me which car is his and that's when they get the information that's why like all the cops and the ambulance and everything okay. showed up is because yeah. of the bomb scare because that that security guard or whatever he is is like out there too like oh, that's him he's the one that called about the bomb so mm-hmm. they get thwarted by his own dumb let me in the door. Hoisted on his own petard. Yes. Hoisted. So uh, I'm trying to remember where they go from there. Like, is this when they start following the construction guy? Or Well, from here, the one brother just gets away. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. The the thief brother gets away. No, this yeah. is when he goes to meet David Carradine. That's right. Yeah. 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 He goes and to meet and David the thief Carradine. brother goes and we get the backstory on David Carradine where David Carradine just fucking nails the entire scene that he's doing with this dumb lunk on the other side of the of the prison phone. Yeah, and just to be clear, like even between the two, there is one that's dumber than the other. Like yeah. there, there's this one. This is that's... the smart of the dumb ones. No, I, I would. He... I would no. I would say the cop one is the smart of the dumb ones. He's a better actor. Like he. Well, yeah. I mean, he delivers stuff better. The other one just is like always like, op- you know, open mouth breathing and mm-hmm. like hi. Yeah. Eh. Anyway, either way. They're not bright, no. but this one seems to be more capable than the <laughs> I cop love that we one. just did that. Like, yeah, you, which one do you like? I like the dumb one. Which which one's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it, also he he has retrieved the card from his safe deposit box, mm-hmm. and that's when he asked David Carradine. He's like, "All right, what is this?" And he's like, "Where did you where'd you get that?" He's like, "Well, I I found it." And then he explains to him that okay, this is there's only like three of these in the world. And they open uh, the vault that has like literally five billion dollars worth of diamonds, and he's like, B- "Billion with a B?" Yeah, he says it very loud in a room full of both cops and criminals. Yes, yeah, but that's where he finds out. Okay, so and then he's like, "Yeah, but you're never going to get to it. It's got armed guards everywhere. If you get locked in, it's going to take a damn construction crew to get you out. Mm-hmm. Don't bother." And that's oh, that's when he's like construction crew. Yep. Yeah. And so that tips him off in his uh, in his little steroid riddled brain mm-hmm. that okay, I need to we we I figured this out. Meanwhile, I guess Roddy McDowell has found uh, the other brother. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember how and why. He... Oh, because he has he has gone to the construction site already because that was the only lead they had was right, that's Mr. Right. Kent, who they had followed. That's oh, right. Yeah. I, that's right. He went undercover for three seconds where he, yeah. he grabbed a hard hat. Yep. And yep. then he got and was like, in the... look, I'm, un- I'm inconspicuous. All you guys know me, right? Like, you, you've clearly seen this very obvious <laughs> looking person here every yeah. single day. I yeah. mean, honestly, like in, in the 90s, he probably could have just walked through that construction site looking like that. Who knows? In, in his little half half Raider shirt. I oh mean, yeah. Like. Oh yeah. Definitely. It, it was you know as in a Oakland or L.A. Raiders. I don't know where they are nowadays. Yeah. Are they in Las Vegas now? Las Vegas. Uh, but uh, you know, it was like you know a crop top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy looking like that. He's still holding over from the '80s. If he's working construction, just stay out of his way. Hard hat. Like PPE. That's your ticket to get in just about anywhere. PPE yeah. and a clipboard. Yeah. They're like, why would you wear this otherwise? Right. Life pro tip Come for on. you guys out there. Steal everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, I he, made a fortune during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> he he looks he looks in the back and sees a bunch of uh, explosives, and then gets clunked in the face by uh, by Bill Mummy again. And now he's captured. And and uh, Roddy McDowell is like, "All right, where's my card? I know you have it." And he's like, "You got the wrong guy. It's my twin brother." And they're just like, <laughs> "Are you fucking serious? Are you even trying this?" And they're yeah. like. That's really entertaining. Where the fuck's the card? And then... And then... The, the other brother shows up. The other brother shows up, and they're like, Huh. Well, I'll be damned. Yeah. Like, the, out of a thousand times we've seen this, this is the first time that somebody's actually been telling the truth about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he does, of course, the dumb thing, which is, uh, put the gun down, or I shoot your brother. The brother yeah. goes, Okay. Uh, kill him. And he goes, Uh-uh. And he puts the gun away, and it's basically, all right, now you're both disarmed, and we've tied you up, and that's it for you. Instead of just fucking shoot the dude. Right. Except, uh... But know. also, the dude doesn't just kill them immediately. No. Well, this is what, isn't this when uh, Whitney jumps back in and saves him? Like, uh, eventually. Because, okay. yeah, because they, like, Roddy McDowell leaves. He's like, all right, time to go do the thing. And uh, he's like, hey, Bill Mummy, take care of them. And as he's escorting them out, they start arguing with each other, and eventually... Overtake the two guards that are with him, and uh, one of them gets shot by Bill Mummy immediately, and the other one gets into a long fight with whichever barbarian brother that is. I think the one in the suit. Sure. Yeah. And uh, while the other one chases Bill Mummy, and eventually Bill Mummy gets the drop on this guy, but he uh, he ends up getting shot by Whitney, who we haven't really talked about very much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he got knocked out comically during the. Uh... When the guy jumped out of the closet like that, basically, that guy jumped yeah. and, you know, did the from off screen punch to the face and he was out. Well, it, it's it, the thing about Whitney is Whitney is very much played like. Like a non sociopathic Patrick Bateman. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's just kind of like, hey, man, this is cool. Yeah, I'm super preppy, but life's great. My dad yeah. got me a job in the FBI, you know, like. Or he's the uh, the the white Will Smith and Bad Boys. I mean, it's just like he comes from money and he doesn't really need to be a cop, PJ or whatever mm-hmm. he just is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he got knocked out and early on by the guy, and they just kind of left him. And then there is a <laughs> there is one of the few actual laughs that we got was when the brother checked, like like they come back and the other dude has been murdered, his throat's been slit, and then they check on Whitney and he goes, "Oh damn, he's alive." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's one of the few like scripted jokes that actually mm-hmm. works really well. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but Whitney got he got fired from the case once they once they lose well, the yeah, other brother. And he was just like, yeah, I kind of figured that'd be the case. Yeah. 
<laughs> and he's yeah. got his head all wrapped up. It stays that way for the rest of the movie. And yep. when he has his heroic, like, busted and saved them at the last second yeah. from with a shotgun. And thing. I mean, he comes out and, and he just he jumps out from behind a, a thing and shotguns Bill Mummy in the chest, kills him. And they're like, Whitney, yes. And he goes, yeah, I got sick of waiting in the car. <laughs> And then they're like, go get help. And he runs away and like trips over a trash can, like mm-hmm. over a barrel. No, just it's a, trying to it's get a red away. barrel. He's lucky yeah. it didn't explode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, he trips over that and runs away and he's like, yeah, give him the thumbs yeah. up. While we're talking about red barrels and things, there was a dumb gag. Like there was one point where he breaks into the, the construction guy's safe and, and gets a bunch of information and steals a little detonator cap. And he's just explaining like who and why would have, the, actually, I think it's Roddy McDowell's, uh, safe anyway somebody's safe but he finds this like like blasting cap thing and he's explaining to the cop brother the criminal brother is explaining what they would be used for for construction or setting up other large explosives like oh but by by itself it's not that you know not that dangerous and just casually tosses it out the car into another car which then immediately explodes comedically explodes but yeah big explosion too yeah yeah, but it's in the background. It's yeah. like barely even focused on. It's one right, of those right. weird ones where it's like, wow, you spent a lot to blow that car up, and then you barely showed it. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the background gag is the best gag. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm just saying another dumb little thing that were going, yeah. running throughout this movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so they've they know that okay, he's going to go. They're going to rip off the diamond exchange because he, being a bad guy, he had to tell them his plan. Actually, he doesn't, but the one brother just says it because he knows. Yeah. Because he knows that's where the key works. Because now they've taken the key back from him. And uh, yeah, so they they call the cops like, get there. You know, you got to stop them from doing this. And turns out it's it's the uh, the Die Hard 3. I mean, that basically is kind of the plot they're doing is they're tunneling in to this diamond exchange from underground Mm -hmm. and uh, using like a subway tunnel or one that's under construction or something like that and just blaming the trouble or, you know, like they worked with the right people to get permits. I mean, it's not exactly Die Hard 3 because they were going after gold and this is diamonds, but it's still a shitload of money and it's a way to escape underground with it on on, using like city transportation Mm -hmm. because they've got like a... Uh, Department of Power water truck and stuff that they're using to get yeah. away because like the guys get in and vacuum up all the diamonds and get the fuck away. I mean like they they did it. Like, yeah, I love that they're just using basically a, a back mounted shop vac. Yeah, to suck up all the diamonds yeah. and like all the cops are in front of this diamond exchange, like standing out front waiting for these people to show up. Yeah. Including I, it's another that guy, but he's funny. Like I don't remember. He's just kind of like a coffee cup that just says damn i'm good on it, or something like yeah. that but it's he's, another, yeah, he's like we've secured yeah, this building i don't remember which get that guy or what he's from but i do like yeah. that when they blow up the uh, concrete underneath the safe it they show him holding the coffee mug and it rattles and it's like shaking for a second and then he's like jenkins and jenkins comes he's like get me some decaf <laughs> like that's 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 yeah, the extent like, that like the cops feel it was just that he's jittery yeah yeah so yeah. yeah, they they totally get the diamonds and get away, and they you know sneak out through this like rail yard. They've got mm-hmm. a you know escape tunnel thing. Except they the barbarian guys get there as they're getting away and clothesline like two guys that are trying to go get away. Yeah, it was unclear how many were there yeah. because they take those guys out. And we're like, oh, we're gonna get them, and then all of a sudden it's like, nope, they're already in the truck and they're gone, and they get locked into the subway somehow. I mean, they get out eventually, but yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like it gets it gets silly because they end up like they they chase them to uh, like a private airport type situation. They don't even chase them; they just kind of show up. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's where be, because it yeah, it's it's night now, and Roddy McDowell is celebrating with the crew, popping and, the champagne with all of his other criminal masterminds. Only one of which we've actually seen in this movie. It's the yeah. construction guy, mm-hmm. like the 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 city councilman or whatever. All his his only thing was like to get a signature onto a permit. That's mm-hmm. it. He just got paid for that and wasn't part of anything else that yeah. was going on. So it's all these other cronies sitting around. He's like, gentlemen, may we toast to our success and everything. You know, you know, it's too bad some of these other people like Bill Mummy didn't make it and everything, but it means more for us. <laughs> anyway, with that sentiment, you know, though, uh, you know, possibly foreshadowing uh, intended, uh, just mm. go ahead and take a sip. And uh, they all do, except for the construction guy who doesn't drink for other reasons, I guess. Uh, AA construction, I guess. But uh, Well, and he also knows if he drinks, he's going to get poisoned. Well, that, that too. Maybe he is the one smart person in this crew. But yep. yeah, everyone else drinks the champagne and like seven or so just immediately. And it's that fast acting poison. Yep. And then he's just like, oh, you don't drink. That's right. Blam. Yep. And then he's just, he's got like, I mean, supposedly they have, they have stolen $5 billion worth of diamonds. Now, I know they don't have the money yet, but clearly they have money to have facilitated all of this. Why did they buy the dinkiest fucking golf cart? Like, I mean, oh, that, I I'm just saying, like, that is the saddest little, like, golf cart it I've is. ever seen. And then just, like, precariously loaded the diamonds onto, the like, the passenger seat on the back. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's, the, like, I mean, first and off, like. little plastic containers, yeah, like, that I put my dog food in. It's not, it's not, a, I mean, it's a lot of diamonds because of what the value of diamonds. It's not, like, you know, we've explained, like, what a million or two million dollars in, like, 20s or 100s, how mm. it takes up a lot of space. Like, this is. A carryable amount by like one person. Yeah, you, know. you could fit five billion worth of diamonds, like in a duffel bag or something. In a duffel yeah. bag, yeah. in some yeah. cargo shorts. Yeah, probably. I'm just saying, like, it's not you know, you don't really need the vehicle, and it's just I don't know, it's this yeah. silly dinky little golf cart he's got. But anyway, they anyway. show up and uh, are like, "You're not getting away," and mm-hmm. he tries to bribe them basically, and. The one of them responds with like uh, you know what these right here and like shotgun blasts one of the containers. Yeah. Uh, then he starts to act like he's hypnotizing the criminal brother. Look at how shiny they are. It's like they don't even reflect light. It's like they're emanating light. And 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 then he's like, "You forgot to say you're getting very sleepy." And then he's like, "I'm not buying it." And yeah. And that turns. that's when Roddy McDowell clips him in the shoulder. Yeah. Well, actually, it's off. actually it's the pilot. Oh, Roddy McDowell right. was getting was running away, and they have done the same thing to his private plane that they did to the city councilman's BMW. They have taken the plane and flipped it completely upside down, but with the pilot sitting inside, going, <laughs> "Help! I'm strapped in." It's the yeah. pilot that wakes up and shoots the brother while he's still upside down. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, That's and he saying. promptly it's, gets killed by the other yes. brother. Yeah, and yeah. Roddy McDowell gets away. Yeah. So he checks on him. He's like, "I'm not mad at you anymore, brother." Oh. And he's like, "Go get him." So then this is kind of the it's it, it's almost the man with the golden gun thing where he's kind of creeping around and he's able to get out of what step out of the shadows and take aim at him. And, yeah. yeah, it's a little like Interview Dragon mirror room, yep. too, but with yep. that, without the mirrors. I mean, they're just mm-hmm. there's some panes of glass like around the room and stuff, like occasionally casting a reflection, but not enough to like it should disorient anyone mm-hmm. in the actual situation. Yeah. yeah, but he takes so long to take aim to shoot at this this freaking big hunk of meat slabbing around <laughs> impossible to miss. Yeah. Uh, that the brothers are able to spin around and shotgun him and defenestrate him through the window behind him, which yeah. is always satisfying when a guy gets, when it's not just a defenestration, it's a, you got shotgun blasted into a defenestration. 
yeah, where they are and what this has to do with an airport, like why it's connected to this hangar or whatever, I don't know, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's, yep. The bad guy still gets blasted through a mm-hmm. window. Yep. And then they do this like weird light thing where it's like, first they do the like, is he going to get back up shot? You know, because they just do this like, they don't really show his face. They just do like, you know, a show dead, the hand like a holding dead hand. some diamonds. Yeah, hold, holding some diamonds like with the grip going away, you know, all the broken glass everywhere and blood. But then like, the light comes up like as dawn is coming. To, yeah, yeah, it's dawn supposed is to coming. have been like dawn suddenly happened right then. But it's like the way it's framed. It's like, but then suddenly he was called back to his home planet, like yeah. he's being raptured <laughs> or something after yeah. from from taking the diamonds. It, and then they show the sunrise coming up, and you know the scene transitions to different lights everywhere else. But mm-hmm. it was like I thought, is he coming back to life with the help of Jesus or? Or the emanating light from the diamonds? Like, yeah. what is happening here? None of us yeah. know. Did he get Ms. Marvel powers? <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, it's just, it's daytime now. Nope. And uh, the other brother walks out and sees a trail of diamonds on the ground. And uh, the the cat burglar brother has stolen the golf cart and is taking off with it. And he starts chasing after him in a crane shot. And they freeze frame on that. Yep to more of the same shit music they've been playing. Oh, yeah, but just ramped a, up even higher. A new, a new track. Yeah, it's yeah. the refrain. <laughs> yeah. 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 They should have refrained from hiring that guy. I think it's the reprise. Yeah, yeah that's it. But, man, it, the drummer's wailing away on this, and so is the guy on the guitar. Yeah, it still sucks, though. Yeah, it like, does. That's the thing. Like, I know the individual performance takes skill, but it's extraordinarily generic. Yeah, it's without any heart. Right. It's, it's still the whole music from hell, but it's sort of like if you were to get like four or five really talented jazz musicians together and just put them together with no intentions of playing together. It's like they're all gonna like kind of whip ass at what they do, but it's not gonna come together into any kind yeah, of yeah. It's harmony. not a cohesive yeah. music. Yeah, and this is just like everyone is just like, all right, play whatever your thing you're at, at the best you can. Yeah. yeah. It, again, it sounds like studio musicians, and it's probably some guy that the composer knew. Or some guys that the yeah. composer knew were like, hey, you're extraordinarily good at the drums. You're extraordinarily good at the guitar. Just play some noodly shit. You know, just do that for like four minutes. And I'll give you four grand or whatever studio musicians get paid. In 1992. Right, in 1992. Yeah. Seven sandwiches. Yeah. I do like that uh, the, the cat burglar brother asks the other brother... You know, how much they pay you to do all this cop stuff? He oh, goes, yeah. starts at 23000 And he goes, a month? I actually think he starts with a day. He's yeah. like, a day? He's yeah. like, oh, a year. He's like, they let you shoot you? They let no, people says, shoot at you for that? He says a week. Oh. Is it a week? Yeah. We, we, we've covered every uh, yeah. unit of time. I thought it was morning. a day, which, because, I mean, I was like, I thought maybe he was pulling out of that kind of cake. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Either way. It's yeah. not $23,000. No. Anything, no. anything less than a year. year. Yeah, I got a weird feeling about this. I don't dislike this movie. Right? Me neither. I think it's kind of fun, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> okay. Right? And that's why I, I'm very carefully giving this one bag. Because... Wow. Bags? A bag, yeah. I don't dislike it, and I don't want to give it a like big negative score, because I didn't hate it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not... It, it's just barely bad, bad in that it is inconsequential. Unless you're that. like, like if you're a huge Barbarian Brothers fan for some reason, you've probably already seen it. So you don't need my recommendation. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with them as well. We have watched Think Big, mm-hmm. 
No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And we have watched The Barbarians. Yes. I could not tell you a single thing that happened in either of those movies. Correct. And in 27... Literally nothing except that theme song. (laughs) But you don't even know which one that was in. Yeah. That was Think Big, though. We, we, we're pretty sure. No doubt about to, it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It was like, you got to think big. No doubt about it. <laughs> I think that was in the rap, like them making that weird noise. Even then, that would be the only reason you know it is well, because sure. of that song. If we had not made a video of that song, okay, I would know nothing about either of those there's movies. Possibly, so that speaks to his point. There's possibly a reason these guys didn't have a long and storied action film career. or I mean, you know, action or and, action comedy. And I hate to say Chuck right. has just corrected us in the chat and said it's the Barbarians. With the... Ooh-hoo. Oh, okay. So it wasn't even Think Big. Fine. But that speaks to BJ's point that you will not remember this. Right. Here's... Here's what I'll tell you. This is what I'll do in lieu of giving it a good rating. <laughs> okay. I'm still giving it a bag. Okay. Right? One bag. Watch all the Barbarians Brothers movie in a weekend. The Barbarian Brothers' movies. Watch all of these guys' movies the barbarian, in a weekend. Barbarians Brothers' movies? Yes. In a weekend's? Yes. Do it with your friends. Just, like, make a day out of it. Like, that. pick a day that you would normally watch the Lord of the Rings movies and watch these instead. Yeah. Or just take a day off in the middle of the week. It could be Tuesday. <laughs> well, just and and think about this when you're doing this. <laughs> These guys got three movies in the era where it wasn't like you could just make a movie. It wasn't like you know Clerks, where let's get it, let's max out some credit cards and make a movie. These are three actual on film. Mm-hmm. Hired staff. There was probably catering movies that starred these fucking guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How they, does that happen? They had How a, do we they live had on a this honey earth? wagon? I mean, this isn't yes. just fly by night. Yeah, that's true. They had catering. That's how you know it's a real movie. And a composer. There's actual catering. It wasn't good. It and wasn't some a good son composer. of a bitch composer who knew some session musicians yeah. who could jam the fuck out. I hope that composer out. is decomposing now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,. Maybe not. That might be harsh. Uh, I think he's still alive. Okay. He just didn't work again. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's just what, what's amazing to me is we have... A, and there's another movie with these guys that was made. And and what a time. What a time the early the late 80s, early 90s were where they're just like... like you almost wonder if they're like, I wonder if we get Right Said Fred in a movie. Uh, uh, no, we can get no. the Barbarian Brothers. They're like, fine, get the get those brothers on the phone. Let's do this. I just, yeah, and also, like, this script is so fucking boring. Like, it's it's a comedy movie with a vaguely heist slash you know detective story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, plot. It's, well, and also, it's like, not like it's a new thing. I mean, every fad person that's ever come along has gotten shoehorned into a movie. It's maybe not in a starring role. I mean, maybe that's a little unusual to be like, here's a vehicle for you. But I mean, yeah. well, every, I mean, like you think yeah. about that one chick that was on the first season of Survivor that ended up in that Rob Schneider movie. Yep. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we put we put uh, Cindy Crawford in a movie. You know. I mean. Well, I'd say Cindy Crawford Cindy had Crawford. a little more cachet than the. The one girl that didn't even win the first season of Survivor. Well, yeah, but I mean, Cindy Crawford was more, bigger than re- Jesus. Any more, uh, does you know, deserving to be there when you see the end product? No. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, 
I mean, I was just uh, saying, like you know, your looks correct, do not make but, acting skills. So. Correct, but Cindy Crawford was a bigger international sure. thing, yeah. right? We know her name, right? Sure, that's that's more than I can right. say yeah. for the girl who didn't win season one of Survivor. That was, was in Rob Colleen, Schneider's The Animal, something I think. I don't remember more than time. anybody else knows, except yeah. for her mother, and whoever you know stole money from her. I'm sure. Um. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah, one bag. One by the bag. way, okay. Uh, see it if you want, but you should, you should, you should make a thing of it if you're gonna see it. Don't just like go out of your way to watch this one Barbarian Brothers movie. It's not worth it. Make it, make it a Barbary weekend. Yes. I don't know how I'm finding myself in this position, but I know two I jocks. I, I knew you were gonna give it two jocks. I was trying two not big, to say you're gonna give it two jocks, aren't you? Two big meaty fucking lunks get it gets it two jocks. Two big meaty jocks. Yes. Girthy jocks. <laughs> Pumped up jocks. But no, it, it's two. I mean, it's... This is one you can have fun riffing on. That's the thing about it. You know, every time the music started up, we did the keyboard cat thing because that's we just did. what... Like, we it did. sounded like something fucking keyboard cat would be yeah. playing. And then I, I, I pivoted into the Rock of Fire explosion because yeah. when, when all the other instruments kicked in, yeah, I, it, it, sounded, it sounded like a whole band of it. Yep. But I mean, it's stupid. It's really, every movie with these guys is stupid, but it's also, I think everyone involved knows this is stupid. And there's something to be said for that. You know, like, and I wonder if James Doohan was just like, ah, shit, we actually made the last one of those Star Trek movies. We're not coming back, are we? And and then was like, well, shit, I guess I need some money. And it's only one day of filming. Have they done six by then? I guess that was it. Yeah, it was ninety one. I, yeah. I can't imagine he was hurting for money, but you do want to keep your like SAG card and your insurance going. I guess probably. maybe he was just trying to give the finger to the studios. <sighs> Sorry, that's too obscure. <laughs> no, for me at least he was missing. Yeah, a I know the middle right finger. Day. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, David Carradine, they got all these people to be in it, and they just had to be like. Well, I guess it's a day. I guess I get a free catering. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. It, it's just, it's it's weird to me. But I still like it. Two jocks. I I I will admit I will. Uh, I was so neutral. I, I mean, I was so Switzerland on this that, like, I was literally just waiting for your rating to help <laughs> facilitate the neutrality. <laughs> so now you're going to go one bag I, just to... Kind of have to, like I mean, it was it was a one bagger or one jocks. That's I mean, like it, and okay. I, and it really didn't it didn't matter one way or the other. It just I wanted it. I didn't want it to edge too far into one direction or the other. And my giving it a jocks now would just be like that's too much for this movie. Um, Fair enough. I, I'm I'm sorry to throw you off. So what if I had gone one jocks? Then what would you do? I I don't know. Then I'm in a quandary. I mean, yeah, I, you would yeah, just like refrain. I, yeah, I gotta, be, I gotta. I'm not gonna vote. I gotta get right with God then. <laughs> <laughs> but so you're going the BJ method of yeah. You yeah. can watch it if you want. It's your life. I I just there are maybe there are more people that are the target demo for these kinds of movies than I think. But I like that like the it's very childish, but yet you made an R-rated movie thing will always baffle me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I call it the John Badham movie syndrome because like so many of his movies are like that where it's just like, dude, like if you just take a couple of fucks out, like you've got a whole bunch more people seeing this. Well, <laughs> I mean, just words like that. And yeah. That's all, you know, like, 
But yeah, and like I said, I'm not saying like kowtow to get more things, but when you're when you're like your these are your cartoony barbarian brothers are your are your stars. It's just like I don't know why you're shooting for like anything above yeah. like a twelve year old seeing this. I mean, going, it's ha, ha, ha. it's kind of the Hudson Hawk thing. Where sure, it's like yeah. this is super cartoonish, but here we have rape jokes. You know, like, like I said, Wait, what I is think, happening? I here? think maybe that's possibly why I have a, such a weird soft spot for that movie because <laughs> that's new. Uh, sorry, it's just like I don't know well, why. That is new. But no, like for a second ago, it had Mackie and it had an arrow pointing at him, and I was just like, whoever said that, that's funny. It just I looked up like <laughs> oh shit I just look up and I see that and I'm sorry through my through my good. yeah whoever did that is a good person um it was probably Chuck and he's up there in the corner probably that's him in the corner uh but yeah it just maybe that was like the first movie I ever saw like that where I was like who is this movie for and I just somehow fell in love like because it was like I I guess it's for me because it's I like it it's fucked up mm-hmm. yeah I don't know like this one. It's not funny enough or goofy enough to be like any better than like I, I like I don't know why out of all the stupid movies that this could uh, make me think of the first thing that popped in my head is fucking Collision Course the Jay Leto movie <laughs> like I'm just like you could watch that instead it's about as good I mean just like there's like these like silly kind of semi action comedy things that are mm-hmm. mostly bad <laughs> like but still shot kind of well like yeah yeah. I don't know. Or Second Sight. Like, I mean, it's like, like all these, like, meh movies that are like, eh, oh, wait a minute, yeah. wait a minute. Meh on Second Sight? Fuck it. We're not friends anymore. I mean, it's Get out of my fine. House. It's just, Get out of your these house. are like good background, like, movies. They're not like, dude, like, never once in your life you've been like, dude, you gotta see Second Sight. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's, you can watch that. I have, actually. All right. I like Second Sight. Okay. That's the one with Valky where he's psychic, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fucking weird. That's why I like it. All right. Hey, and John Larroquette. Yeah, I have yeah. never seen this movie. I, I, I've never even heard of this movie. Well, I'm I sorry like John Larroquette. Sorry for bringing up weird, obscure, you know, action comedies from the '80s and '90s. Oh, from the director of yeah. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Second Sight. Yeah, I mean, I hate to re- reuse a joke, except that it's one of the best jokes I've ever heard someone say. Uh, I mean, for someone who also got slapped for saying one of, the, one, one of the worst jokes I've ever said, Chris Rock when he was on Jay Leno. Somebody, Jalen was starting to make fun about one of his bad movies. He's like, wait a second, like, the movie you were in went, went straight to audio. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's pretty good. And I was like, oh, that's, yeah. Anyway. So, one bag. Yeah, one bag. Is your, your yeah. final. That's my rating. final answer. Lock, right. lock it in. So, a true neutral rating. Lock it in. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Cool. Awesome. Well, you know what I have no doubt about? What's that, BJ? Uh, that's that you should give us a call on the Garfield phone at 910-5-JOCKS-BMF or 910-556-9263. What if they want to email us? Oh. How should they do that? Well, they could email us at bmf at bmfcast.com. That is our email address. That's a good, easy one to remember. It is. You know what else is easy to remember? What? Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Also, easy to remember, we are broke. Send us money. (laughs) It's pretty, it is easy to remember, isn't it? (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, Patreon helps support the podcast, um, helps us get all of uh, our equipment wrangled monetarily. Was that and Panhandle bot like a, a, a friend to joke <laughs> bot? I don't know. Distant cousin. Please send us money. It was poorly scripted ad read. Please, please, yeah. please, please. Yeah. Yeah. I like I, I like poorly scripted ad read better than yeah. better than Panhandle bot. Yeah, but, but it also has all of it, it's got an archive of so much shit. Oh god, so, so much many. of our shit is archived there. Things that is are nowhere else. And uh, when you sign up, you have granted access to it immediately. Yeah, yep. It's all all the archives. Yeah, you don't have to like wait or anything. Just now. It's yeah, like, it's like us, a yeah, it, golden ticket to the Wonka. Like archives. I could not imagine if you're a new subscriber. Because not only are all the extras there, including a whole bunch that have never made it to the main feed, because usually they're on a time delay. There's a whole bunch there. Right. There's all there. There's what like four defunct podcasts that are all hiding out there somewhere. Yes. Yeah. So if you do the RSS feed, don't tell it like unlimited, or at least be on oh, Wi-Fi God. when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you're gonna get a whole shit ton of stuff. Your phone will melt. Yeah. But, but yeah. yes. Um. Patreon.com/slash/bmfcast. Money. Straight, sure. yeah, straight money. All right, let's get out of here, shall we? Okay. Yeah. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. And this is Banffcast Out. Goodbye. Farewell.